0: Welcome to the Glow Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis and thank you for joining. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy, happy Tuesday. So I hope that your week is off to a fabulous start. It's early in the week, so hopefully, hopefully things are going well for you. My week is pretty good. It started out, you know, busy. Tuesdays always tend to be pretty busy days for me, but you know, it's also a great day because it's the day that I get to release a new podcast episode to all of my friends out there. So here we are. All right, so today is a topic that many women deal with, and it we're talking about periods and we are talking hormones, we're talking nourishing your hormones. And so, this is an interesting topic because I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I think for a really long time with women, you know, we really dread the one time a month when our period comes on because we immediately are like, oh, I'm gonna have low energy, I'm not gonna feel well, or, you know, oh, I'm gonna be in a bad mood. Um, There are a lot of misconceptions, I would say. And my guest today is actually going to talk through some of the misconceptions that women deal with as it relates to our hormones and it relates to our periods. And she's actually going to help us really understand that, let's just say, for example, if you're on the four week cycle, she's gonna help us understand each week of the cycle and what is going on with our body, what is going, you know, what we should eat, what type of exercises we should be doing, you know, also from an emotional and social standpoint, how we might be feeling there as well. And I can tell you that I'm definitely really excited to talk about that because I think we don't think about all the weeks in the cycle. We often think about the week of the period and then maybe the week of ovulation. So Leisha Drews is a nurse and a holistic hormone coach. And she works to help women to understand how to balance our hormones and um, what we should do and what we should be looking out for at each stage of our cycle. So get your notebooks, because I think you'll want to take some notes for this conversation, ladies. And we'll be right back. I'll be right back shortly with Lisha. Get ready for Evolution 2021. Uvolution is a one-day virtual summit for the woman professional or entrepreneur who is continuing to evolve into the best version of herself. Join us on Thursday, October 28th at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a day of inspiring speakers, education, and networking. And guess what? The best thing is it's only $35 for you to join us. That's right, $35 for you to take home digital content, promos, and enter for giveaways. So head over to glowupgirl.com backslash u-volution to register. That's glowupgirl.com backslash u-volution and register now. We can't wait for you to glow up with us at uvolution. Welcome back to the Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra. And now we are joined by Leisha. So welcome to the Up Girl podcast. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me this morning. Oh, you're so welcome. And you know what? I like to always ask this because before we hit record, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you totally got it. That was okay. Great. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, funny story. I had someone I was on somebody's podcast and they were doing an intro they didn't ask me how to pronounce my name so they called me kira like several times
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i
0: was and i was sort of like cringing because i didn't know i was like oh it's probably not the appropriate time while she's doing her intro to interrupt her and say actually it's kyra but she like midway caught herself and she said am i pronouncing your name correctly and i was like no it's actually kyra (laughs) Happens. Yeah. It happens when you don't
1: have like a super straightforward name.
0: Exactly. So Lisha, why don't you get started by telling our audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. So on the personal side, um, I am a wife and mama of two and almost three. So Ooh. I'm gonna be having my um third here in a month or so. And so um we live in Oklahoma and we love to spend, uh, we've been enjoying our summer a lot and spending a lot of time outside and doing all the fun kid things. And so um, that's kind of my like personal life, but professionally, I'm a nurse. I worked in the hospital for almost 10 years. And then the last few years I've been out of the hospital working more in the wellness space. And I am now a, a a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which is a big old mouthful, but I'm a holistic (laughs) hormone coach for women. And I just really love helping women get their energy back, fix their periods and just kind of fix all these things that we're basically told are normal as women, um, that Mm -hmm. it's just like normal to feel like crap, but you'll be fine. Get on with your life. And I don't believe that. So that's why I'm here.
0: Well, uh, that was a mouthful, but all things, but all things, first of all, congratulations. Thank on you. your impending birth. So that's awesome. Um, and secondly, yes, er- everything you said, I think is what we have been taught as women, you know, especially as it relates to, you know, our cycles and, and coming up on that. And you're like, well, I, well do I have to feel this way? And, you know, oh, well, it's only going to last for X num- number of days. So just, you know, like you said, get over it. Mm-hmm. Basically. So, Well, let's start by talking about some of those misconceptions first, as it relates to women and our hormones. What have you heard out there?
1: Well, I think a couple that I just hit on are really, really common. Like Mm -hmm. it's just normal to have low energy. And I think low libido goes along with that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And really like they're very interconnected because it takes a lot of energy for us as women to make babies And our bodies know that. And so really getting us in the mood is something that happens a lot better when we're not just like worn out Mm -hmm. all the time. And so as women or as moms, I see low energy a lot. And especially Mm -hmm. when you're a mom or like a mom of little kids, everybody's like, oh, it's just normal. You have kids, right? You're just supposed Mm -hmm. to be tired. Or when you're a professional um, or just like an ambitious woman in general, everyone's Mm -hmm. just like, oh, it's just normal to be tired because- Busy or whatever, it's just life. And so, I really find that that is a big misconception. And a lot of times, it comes from us just not knowing how to nourish ourselves well. And so, nourishment is obviously food and nutrition, but I think it comes a lot with um, the extra things that are not really extra, like just getting really good sleep and being able to um, ask yourself what you need and understand your stress levels. I see so much of a difference in women when we start to focus on those things and just, just learn again, like how to take care of ourselves really on a basic level. So that's one big misconception is just that low energy is normal as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also that periods have to be miserable. Um, Mm -hmm. and that it's just, you know, a curse as a woman, suck it up get over it, whatever. (laughs) Um, because I actually think that, you know, having a cycle every month is almost like a report card for your health. And you can Mm -hmm. see what's going on in your body on a monthly basis. And there's a lot to your cycle. That's not just about your period. Um, And as women, when we start to understand that, we start to understand that our mood and our emotions and our social drive and all of these different things change throughout our cycle, we can actually make it a superpower and enjoy that side of our femininity versus just, Feeling like it sucks and getting a period once a month. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are two of the big misconceptions, and I think you know it can go so much deeper than that. But those are the big ones for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that I'd like to use those two, you know, as we talk through some of the um, the ways that you help people, you know, and how we can address those misconceptions, or how you help women to deal with you know um, their cycles or um, So let's talk about, you know, how your hormones actually change through a cycle. And I think that this is such a great time to be having this conversation because I'm literally about like five days out from having my own cycle. (laughs) Okay, perfect.
1: Yeah. So you're, you're in the right place to think about this again, Mm -hmm, next mm -hmm. coming month. Yeah. So I'll kind of just go through a kind of a brief overview of how our hormones actually change and then what that means for us. And Mm -hmm. there's some different terms that kind of come along with understanding your cycle or knowing, you know, the things that I was speaking about, like with your emotions or your Mm -hmm. social energy or things like that. Um, and so Elisa Alyssa Vitti is, um, a woman who wrote a book called in the flow and she's kind of the one who is, Basically, like, credited with coming up with the term cycle sinking. And that is something that, like, is her term, but it's something that a lot of women know um, now relates to this kind of topic. So, with that being said, like, sinking with your cycle or cycle sinking is a really, I don't know, I just think it's so fascinating. And so, what I like to do is bring a little bit of awareness to, like, what's actually happening in your body. But I went through nursing school and learned this probably, like, you know, early college at one point, and then also in nursing school. And until I started to really like do this on a daily basis, I didn't remember what happens to you, <laughs> you know? Um, right. So with that being said, I'll just go through that. And then I'll go into like what that actually means for you. Okay. So at the beginning of your cycle, day one is the first day you're bleeding. And day one of your cycle That first, I like to split up the cycle into kind of like four separate weeks. Now, another misconception is that every woman you know, has these cycles that are exactly the same. Obviously that's not true. We can be somewhere around 28 ish days is kind of our considered normal, but anywhere from like 25 to 34, that can all be within normal. Um, as long as things, um, are lining up as far as your hormones go. So I'm going to use four weeks as kind of the basic guideline, but it might change if yours is a little bit longer or shorter. So with that being said, again, so day one of your cycle is that first day that you're bleeding and that first whole week, your estrogen and your progesterone, those are the two main hormones we're going to talk about. Those are going to be at their lowest levels. And, um, that really actually is something that is really cool because it creates, it creates the space for your body to actually bleed. So you're bleeding because of a withdrawal from those hormones. Um, but it actually creates more space between the right side and the left side of your brain when those hormones are low. And so that can actually create space for you to be a little bit more analytical or introspective during this week of your cycle Mm -hmm. than you would be in other weeks. And so I'll kind of go into what that looks like more, but this first week, estrogen and progesterone are both really low. And right at the end of this week, estrogen starts to rise. And so estrogen is the hormone that's preparing your ovaries for ovulation, helping, um, prepare an egg, just like letting it mature in the follicle in your ovaries so that you can ovulate. Mm -hmm. So that whole second week of your cycle is called the follicular phase. And that's where that little tiny capsule that's holding (laughs) the egg is growing. And there's actually going to be multiple ones in each of your ovaries doing that as long as you still have two, Um, and basically one of them is going to get the biggest and that follicle is going to burst and that egg is going to be released. And then all the other ones just kind of shrink back down and, um, get reabsorbed. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, estrogen is high until right in the middle of your cycle when you ovulate and then it drops off. And when you ovulate that little capsule or follicle that was holding the egg, that actually collapses and starts to produce progesterone. So it becomes this temporary little organ, which I think is so cool (laughs) for the next two weeks of your cycle until you get your period again. Or if you're pregnant, it will keep um, producing progesterone until your placenta takes over like a little bit later in pregnancy. So first half of the cycle, you have really low hormones. Then you have a big estrogen rise. And then the second half of your cycle, you have progesterone as long mm-hmm. as everything is going well. So with that being said, progesterone stays high weeks three and week four of your cycle. And then right at the end, um, progesterone drops off and there's a little estrogen spike in week four, but that goes down too, and then that's when you start bleeding again. So that's kind of the like underlying, um, mm-hmm. for your hormones, but then I like to go into like, okay, but what does that actually mean for your body? And what can you do about it? Because, (laughs) but I do think it's helpful to kind of like, at least have a little bit of that
0: picture. It is, Um, (laughs) because
1: I think you don't
0: think about it. I mean, I think a lot of times people just think about like the week that they may be on their period. And Mm -hmm. then there's the week when you might be ovulating, but then there's something happening like all four of those weeks. So, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And the thing is too, you know, the way that those hormones are changing. I think that we just kind of sometimes, like you said, we think like, oh, there's, you know, three weeks that everything's probably just doing nothing. And then I have my period, right? And it's not (laughs) true at all. And there's actually big changes happening during the different weeks and it makes you feel different. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just helpful to know that as you kind of go into thinking about your cycle, but kind of going back to that beginning of the cycle, I like to go through each week and just kind of talk about a few things that may be typical during that phase and Mm. kind of what you can do to support your body. And, um, I'll have, I'll have a guide, um, linked to that. You can kind of go back and look at this visually. That will be very helpful. Um,
0: Awesome.
1: (laughs) but so when we go into week one, again, period week, you know, that's going to be basically the time that you're bleeding. So we count it as about seven days. It's shorter or longer, depending on you. Um, Mm but I mentioned that those low hormones create more introspection and more of like analysis. And you can kind of think in a different way with the right and left sides of your brain being more connected. So that week, one of your cycle, it's really common to actually have lower social energy, which is just basically like, You're not maybe feeling so people-y at that point, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, feeling like you kind of want to be by yourself more, um, Mm -hmm. or you want to, you know, just be with like those people that are close to you. And that's totally normal. It's totally fine. And Mm -hmm. it's not something that you have to feel bad about. But I think when we basically expect ourselves to have the same level of social interaction at all times of the month, then we're setting ourselves up for feeling guilty, basically, because, we just, right. you know, it's like, well, why, you know, I must be a jerk now because I don't want to hang out with people. <laughs> and it's not true. Your body's just telling you, you need something a little different. So
0: exactly. even though
1: maybe that like social energy is a little bit lower and maybe you don't have as much physical energy, depending on you and how your period is, um, there's actually a really great time in your cycle for like planning. And um, I would always, obviously don't have a period right this minute, but When I did, (laughs) I would always, um, do like my goal planner for the month during this part of the month, even if it wasn't the first of the month, it was the first of my month. Mm -hmm. Um, or do like meal plans for my family or plan things in my business? So just kind of thinking about, you know, different people's lives, what, what they could do kind of thinking about those, like, that time where you're like, I don't really want to be with people. Maybe I want to be on the couch a little bit. You can Mm -hmm. actually still be very create, like creative and productive in your own way. um, and really use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. And then, especially when you are starting your period, I think it's really important to be focused on nutrition that works really well for your body. And so what that looks like, In very general terms is kind of reducing those foods that are really inflammatory. So I know sometimes when you're on your period, you're like, I just feel like I want to just have, you know, fried foods or donuts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) it's going to get what I want. Right. Um, but that can actually kind of make your period worse and make even those fatigue symptoms and things like that worse. So I like to keep those to a minimum, um, and do things that are actually like a lot easier to digest, like maybe some broth or soups or smoothies if it's summer. Um, Mm -hmm. and not to say you have to be on like a liquid fast by any means, but like maybe you would take a, put a couple of those in your day versus doing like heavier meals. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can make you feel a lot better actually. And then Mm -hmm. just focusing on anti-inflammatory foods too, especially if you have rough periods. So things that are going to be um, I really like um, I'll link, I'll link something for this too, but like something called like golden milk, which is like a drink with turmeric and ginger, or Mm -hmm. even like um, a clean version of like ginger ale or something like that. Ginger tea, those things can be really anti-inflammatory and really helpful um, Mm -hmm. during this week of your period. Um, and then, so I have kind of three areas. I like to think about like mental, emotional and nutrition, Mm -hmm. and then also exercise. And so most women that I know just kind of like don't exercise or exercise and they do it all month, whatever they do, they just always do the same thing. Mm
0: -hmm. And the truth
1: is our, like, like I said, we have different energy. And so this part of your cycle is a little bit lower physical energy. And so actually supporting your cycle looks like things more like taking a walk, stretching, yoga, Pilates, bar, kind of those like lower intensity exercises versus mm-hmm. lots of cardio, lots of weightlifting, things like that. And mm-hmm. so if you ever are working out and you're like, man, I just feel like I haven't ever lifted a weight before. And then the next <laughs> week you're back at it, think about where you are in your cycle. Cause I used to never think about that And just sometimes wonder, like, what in the world happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Your body feels so different. So that's a super quick overview of period week. Mm -hmm. And then the next week, follicular, is where that estrogen is rising. And this one is, for most women, really, like, one of their favorite parts of the cycle. And so this is the week when you are most fertile. And so our bodies actually um, have several different ways to signal that. And they have done some really interesting studies that actually show that even our voices are rated by strangers as more attractive during follicular phase. <laughs>
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> voices. And wow. time yeah, it might be a time where your skin is a little bit more glowy or you just feel Mm -hmm. more flirty. Your libido is higher, those type of things. So depending on what your life looks like, you can use that to your advantage in different ways. But like, even if you're married, like maybe that's the week of the month that you go out on date night and just make Mm -hmm. it more fun. Um, maybe that's when you want to go try something new with some friends. Maybe that's going to be, it's usually a time where you're kind of more social, more creative, more outgoing, and basically more magnetic in general. So, Mm Lots of women in business like to plan their launches during this phase um, or interviews or things like that. So there's Mm -hmm. so many ways that you can use this to your advantage, but just knowing that this might be a time where you kind of feel your best or you feel most attractive and outgoing is really helpful because you can plan a little bit more accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like as a mom, maybe this is when you want to plan the birthday party instead of like the day before you start your period. (laughs) So, um, so that's kind of like the mental emotional of Mm -hmm. week two and the nutrition for week two. I like to focus on things that are just going to be really nourishing, but you might want things that are a little bit more light than other times of your cycle. So maybe more like fresh fruits and veggies, um, some like root veggies, Maybe like lighter meats versus kind of like those heavier foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a part of your cycle where you might actually feel a little bit less hungry than other times of the cycle. or you might feel totally the same, and that's also fine. Um, but just thinking about that as you start to think through the weeks of your cycle, this may be the time that you you kind of gravitate towards those like fresh, more like spring summer foods, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more. And then exercise. This is actually the time that I always recommend to my clients starting an exercise program. If they're starting something new or just Mm -hmm. trying something new, if they're bored with what they're doing, because this is a part of your cycle where you're like open to new things, you're feeling more motivated and all of those things. And then you've got a couple of weeks under your belt before you kind of go back into that lower energy phase. So if you're steady with, with exercise, um, then maybe this is just a time where you like do lift a little bit heavier, or you do a little bit more cardio or things like mm-hmm. that. Um, because you're generally a little bit stronger and more able to do that. So am I going too fast? Or are you doing No, No, good? this is okay. good. <laughs> okay. Um, and then week three is going to be right after ovulation. So week two, you had the estrogen rise, and then it drops off right at the end and ovulation happens. And then about a day after ovulation progesterone rises. And so progesterone It's going to be a little bit more of like a calm feeling with your hormones generally. Um, Mm -hmm. So week three, I would say is probably the most like steady phase of your whole cycle where you probably most women just feel pretty good. They feel like good energy, really steady, maybe not quite as like quite as social or outgoing or magnetic as the week before, but usually this is a really good time in your cycle for communication, for just kind of like checking things off your list that you need to do um, and just basically like kind of having that like middle phase in your cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always like to kind of go back in this phase and look at the plans that I made in week one. If I like made all my plans and then mm-hmm. got all excited the next week and maybe got some of them done, but maybe got a little distracted, <laughs> then I'll go back and look and be like, oh, okay. These are a couple of things that I need to work on, you know, to finish out my month. And so I like that for week three. Um, in the first half of your cycle, which is weeks one and two, the focus of nutrition is more on like anti-inflammatory because that's Mm -hmm. when you are naturally more inflamed. But then the second half of your cycle, we kind of switch the focus to detoxification because a lot of women do have trouble with estrogen dominance. And that Mm -hmm. really only applies in the second half of the cycle, because in the first half of the cycle, you actually should have more estrogen, but estrogen dominance really refers to more of the second half of the cycle. Mm -hmm. And without going too far into it, estrogen dominance is really responsible for a lot of the kind of like bad period symptoms that we see. Like a lot of times it can be associated with heavy bleeding or painful cramps, or a lot of clotting acne before the cycle, breast tenderness, PMS, like kind of all the things mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. The only cause, but it is a common cause. Okay. So with that being said, the second half of the cycle is actually when we want to really be focused on supporting detoxification so that that doesn't happen. So that estrogen that was just high can actually be moved out of your body. Well, so what that looks like with food is kind of focusing on things like um, sometimes cruciferous vegetables, so like broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage, those are recommended. I always recommend doing those cooked versus raw because it's a little bit easier on your thyroid and your gut um, to do it that way. And then one mm. of my favorites for this phase is actually doing a raw carrot every day. Mm. Um, because that helps kind of bind estrogen. And then I like to do, if I was gonna do like a tea or something like that, I like to do like a dandelion tea. Um, because that can be helpful for just supporting your liver as well. So those are kind of some little easy tips for nutrition in week three. Um, And then as far as exercise goes, this is a great part of your cycle to be able to like continue with exercise, definitely doing things that are going to make you kind of sweaty because that helps with detox too. And generally um, again, it's going to be like more of your like high physical and social energy. Mm -hmm. So you're usually still, feeling pretty good and able to keep going with maybe what you were doing in week two. That's like the super basics there. <laughs> and then week four, um, this is the week that if you're listening and you're like, I've never heard of any of these weeks and I don't know what to do. This is the week you start with, because this is the week that's generally the most problematic for women, mm-hmm. um, with PMS type symptoms. And so this week four is that week before your period And I would love for you to think about as you're listening, like what that generally looks like for you, but physically and emotionally, your energy starts to usually go down a little bit, whether that's like maybe just the day before your cycle, maybe it's not your cycle, your period. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it's four days before, maybe it's seven days before. It just really depends on your body. Like when that starts to go down, but especially if you're struggling with some of the symptoms that I mentioned for PMS or estrogen dominance, then this is the time in your cycle when you actually really want to focus on taking good care of yourself. And so as your social energy might go down a little bit, sometimes it's easy to feel more irritable or more like you just want time to yourself. And I find that something really simple that can help there is just planning ahead for some self-care, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like for you. And, you know, self-care is like such a buzzword, but it can be so simple. Um, it can be taking a walk by yourself. It can be taking a bath. It can be taking time, To call a friend or like sit down with your spouse and like Mm -hmm. figure things out a little bit, um, or just like brain dump, whatever that looks like, but your body is getting ready to release during your period. And sometimes that needs to start a little bit early with emotions. Um, so I really love if you were going to do one thing that you're listening to, I really love to think about for me, I would say maybe two days before my period, I would generally notice that I get a little more irritable. And by the time my husband came home, I'd be like, I'm done. Don't talk (laughs) to me. The kids are like, I'm grumpy with the kids, whatever. (laughs) Like I'm out, I'm done. (laughs) So once I started to realize that, like, okay, that two days before I'm really snappy and all the things, Mm -hmm. then I would look at like, okay, like maybe four days before or three days before, like, what could I do to kind of head that off a little bit? Maybe that means like Mm -hmm. the night before I feel grumpy, I say, Hey, can I have the night off? Maybe it's realizing, okay, I always get grumpy this day. So I'm going to sleep in this morning and give myself a little bit of extra rest because I'm going to have more patience that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it can, again, it can be so simple or it can be a legitimate spa day, like whatever it needs to be for you,
0: <laughs> right? Just
1: thinking about like where you are in your body and what you might need. And then just truly asking yourself for that and giving yourself grace in that time to know, mm-hmm. I might feel super overwhelmed. I might feel a lot of comparison fatigue right now. Those things are very common in week four. Um, and so maybe it's like, I'm taking four days off social media because I don't want to look at everyone else's life. And I just want to focus on mine. (laughs) Um, it's just so true that we can feel a certain way every month. And then two days later, we're totally fine again. Um, Mm -hmm. and so just thinking about what that looks like for you, I would, highly recommend, um, giving yourself a little bit of extra grace and space in week four. And then something about planning that ahead of time is so powerful Mm -hmm. because you feel so loved in just knowing that you like cared for yourself early. Um, it can make a big difference in that mood, especially, but also in those physical symptoms of like feeling really tired and things like that. So that's kind of the, emotional side of it. And then Mm -hmm. nutrition wise, I like to focus on those anti-inflammatory foods again, especially if you have bad periods, um, doing things like the ginger and the turmeric and the golden milk that can be really helpful before your period. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like to just kind of look at, you know, this actually this week before your period starts, it's really common to have a lot of cravings. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is not because your body hates you and wants to make everything hard. It's actually because you need more (laughs) calories. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So your metabolism speeds up that week and you actually need like somewhere around like two to 300 calories more during this phase. Mm -hmm. So if you know that coming in, it's a lot easier to not feel bad about having cravings, but it's also a lot Mm -hmm. easier to just know, Hey, maybe I need a bigger lunch today. And then I won't be like eating candy at three o'clock. Right. Um, or like, maybe I need to make sure that I don't skip breakfast. Um, so I really find that like, just knowing that again, it helps you give yourself grace instead of just being like, why am mm-hmm. I eating all this brownies? I'm eating this whole pan of brownies again. Um, I'm the worst. Everything's terrible. I'm leaving. <laughs>
0: Right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, no, I know. I had that conversation with somebody this week, actually. Like, I have a friend who our periods are like around the same time. And oh, yeah. she was just like, I just want like a chocolate milkshake and fries and a cheeseburger, but I'm just going to go and just make a smoothie. And I was like, kudos to you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, at least
1: make it a chocolate smoothie at that point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Oh, my gosh. I I love I love this. And and I'm glad that you're going to share um, link something that we can link over to, because I think that when you think about it in these terms and breaking out the weeks and knowing actually what is happening with your body, because I think a lot of people probably don't really know, like no one's probably ever gone this in depth to like explain Like what is happening each week of your, like the cycle of your body as a a woman. And Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, I think we think about, we think about the period and we think about ovulation, but Mm -hmm. like just even hearing all these things. And now it makes sense to me, things that happen, you know, that happens to myself, you know, I'm like, Oh, when you were talking, I was like, okay, that's why. Or, you right. know, um, and like when you were talking about like exercising, I guess I never really thought about like, I usually like push through the week of my period, like even though I'm like, yep, my, you know, my energy's telling me that it's low, but like my head is like, nope, you still got to work out. You still got to do these workouts. But I think that maybe just taking a step back and saying, I can still do all these things. I can still do the workouts, but maybe it's doing like it's doing yoga is doing bar or something, you know, different and not pushing myself to do like the, the cardio or the strength exercise. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that a lot of times when we start to pay attention to what our bodies need during our cycle, we -hmm. actually get better results in the gym because you're actually, you know, you're not just fighting against yourself and wearing yourself out and giving your body more stress, but you're actually listening and doing, you know, movement that's going to be more nourishing and sustainable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that, you know, that's just one more stressor that's not on your body at that point. And you feel basically more safe. That's kind of my whole goal when I work with women is to Mm -hmm. help your body feel safe because you have to basically your brain and your body has to feel safe emotionally and physically Mm -hmm. in some capacity to be able to reproduce well. And I know the goal is not for everyone to reproduce. And a lot of people are like, I don't want a baby right now, or I already had my babies or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the truth is you want to be in the place where you're able to, because that is where your hormones are balanced. And so fertility, whether that's Actually, that you want to have a baby or not is always the goal because it's a sign of health and it's a sign of safety in your body. And a lot of times, these hormone imbalances that we have that make us hate our periods and hate our hormones and, you know, Mm -hmm. feel like we're cursed as women, all of these things, it's because our bodies don't feel safe and they're not Mm -hmm. safe to reproduce. And so, basically, like almost it's, it seems like it's like self-sabotage. It's mm-hmm. really not because again, your body's trying to keep you safe. It's like, girl, you have too much going on to make a baby right now. Like we can't mm-hmm. do this. And so it's trying to keep you safe by throwing off your hormones a little bit so that you actually can't have a baby. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's a very, very interesting concept, but I just want to mention really quick before we get out of the cycle syncing is, um, that week four, Again, Mm -hmm. you might just slow down a little bit in the gym. And especially if you're having harder periods, even taking a few months where you slow down in the gym and do more like hip stretching, especially is so great for opening up your pelvis. So your blood flow can be better. So you don't have as much inflammation there that can make your periods easier. Um, but again, doing like taking a walk, stretching Pilates, mm-hmm. those type of things, and giving your body that little bit of rest, it can make your periods better, but it can also make your energy better later in the cycle too. So mm-hmm. I really like to recommend just, you know, it might be just the two days before your period starts. And then the two days right there after you start, or it might be four days on either side for you. You just have to kind of like figure that out for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely just Again, like giving yourself all the grace this week can make a huge difference in your next cycle.
0: Awesome. Okay. So you, you were mentioning, um, sort of knowing when your body is in balance and when it's not. So just, um, is that the, the way that, you know, your hormones are all like perfectly, or I guess as much as you can say, right. Balanced, um, is when you are at a place of where your body can reproduce is as that, I want to make sure I was understanding that correctly.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that there's there's just so so much involved in you know in our bodies reproducing or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that a very good sign of health is fertility now, with that being said, there are no answers you know with all of the fertility specialists why sometimes someone who seems very like young and healthy can't get pregnant and mm-hmm. someone who seems very unhealthy gets pregnant every like two days <laughs> you <laughs> know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> not every two days obviously but like it's it's that's a very hard question but mm-hmm. especially if you're wanting to have a baby in the future or if you're wanting your hormones to be balanced really working towards um having regular cycles that are not painful, that you have energy, that you feel like your mood is pretty stable. That is really kind of a sign of safety in your body. Um, Mm -hmm. and being able to sleep well and being able to, you know, not lose all your hair all the time and not just being like stressed out all the time. All of those things are really signs that your body is moving the right direction toward fertility. So, So just being able to get pregnant or not get pregnant, That's, you know, that's a big toss up, honestly, but there's a lot of things that we can do to support
0: Mm -hmm. being able to. Okay. And that is a good sign. I like it. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, Yes. So can you talk about um, the programs that you offer and how you work with women? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So what I always love to start with and what I have available right now is I have a course called decode your cycle. And so that's like a DIY self-paced course. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, like I need to figure out my cycle. This is where you start because I go into each of those weeks of your cycle on a very, Mm -hmm. um, on a more detailed basis and everything's written out. You have a PDF for each week and you have a cheat sheet. So you can kind of just like peek back. And I think being able to like, start tracking your cycle And um, paying attention to how you feel in the different phases is a really great place to start Mm -hmm. because you can actually, I have a lot of information about nutrition and rest and different things that I recommend to my personal clients in this course too, that you can work through for a couple of months, because it really does take about three months to even start seeing changes in your body. Generally, a lot of times you'll see things you know a little bit sooner, but it takes about three months for an egg to mature. So as you, you know, as you do things in your body right now, you're going to be affecting your ovulation and your period in three months, um, and even further down the road than that. But I think that's really helpful. So the decoder cycle course, that is something that, um, I always recommend starting with, and it goes through, like I said, the four phases of the cycle, there's a lot of information about nutrition, supporting your hormones, troubleshooting when things are going wrong. And so that's a lot of, um, a lot that you can work through on your own. And then I also do work with clients one-on-one as well. And, um, it's kind of, I kind of do a range of things depending on what's needed, but I definitely do some functional lab testing and sometimes it's hormones specifically, but sometimes it's actually some of those underlying factors that might be making your body feel like it's not safe. So maybe it's like something with your gut or your liver or your minerals or different things like that. So when I work with my clients one-on-one, um, we not only look at the lifestyle and the nutrition and really troubleshoot Mm -hmm. that together, but we actually do some functional lab testing as well. Um, so that we can like step-by-step work through what needs to change and you have support along with that. So it's kind of the two ways that I work with women Mm -hmm. right now.
0: Okay. And how can, um, people connect to you? Where can they find you
1: online? So, the best place, easiest place is Instagram. And um, we'll link that, I'm sure. But my handle is at abundant.life.wellness. And so that's where I am on Instagram. And then I have the links there for um, the course, as well as um, some free guides that I have to help you get started with your hormones. Um, and I also have a website, and that's abundant-lifewellness.com. You can go on there and kind of like read more about who I am and what I do and get some free um, tips there as well.
0: Awesome. And we will link to everything that Alicia just mentioned in the show notes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a great, this was a good conversation. Um, definitely a lot of uh, good information for me. Um, I'm pretty sure every woman out there listening because, It's just a different way to think about your body and everything, you know, we just, and I like that you, you, you say, give yourself grace. And I think that we obviously don't do that enough um, in just every, (laughs) and just like every day, like the everyday things that we do, but thinking about even your body. And when you have your period, it's usually like you said, a time that's like a, oh, my period's on oh, I feel like this, or I'm just going to go to sleep, whatever I'm going to leave. I don't want to be here. But I think there's something beautiful to being able to look at the cycle and all the different weeks and just how you can, you can play a part and mm-hmm. helping yourself to feel better or, you know, um, putting your best self out there. And I think, I think that's, um, that's awesome. So thank you for sharing such great information with us today. Yeah. You're so welcome. My heart is really
1: that women can start to understand their bodies and start to feel better and just really become their best advocates versus just feeling like, well, shoot, I don't know what to do besides, (laughs) you know, take birth control for 40 years. And then hopefully my periods will stop after that. (laughs) And I just think that we can have so much better. And, um, you know, I don't want our teenagers to be in the same place that we were as teenagers because Mm -hmm. it's just no fun and not necessary.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, all right. Now we're going to move into our last segment, which is five things with Leisha. So I'm going to ask you five random questions. Um, Just helps us to get to know you a little bit better and um, sort of get dig into a little bit more personal side to um, Leisha. So I always like to start with how do you start the day? Okay. That's a
1: great question. So generally I usually like to get up and have a little bit of quiet time. So a lot of times I'll like, um, spend some time just like reading or journaling or take a walk um, and then I usually like to exercise in that first hour in the morning and actually my very first thing is that I eat something right away to just mm-hmm. help you know get my um, get my glucose levels up after you know fasting all night and things like that. So usually start with a little snack and then I'll do some quiet time and some exercise. And generally in that time, my kids usually wake up and start causing a ruckus. <laughs> um, I have one, well, especially who likes to get in the fridge like yeah. all the time and he just <laughs> won't stop. So I'm like, I'm like halfway through my workout and I'm like, get out of the fridge. That's how my morning goes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, what's one goal that you set for yourself um, this year?
1: that's a good question too. You know, all my goals this year, um, since I'm having a baby in September, were kind of like my year is done at September, which isn't really true, but you know, like definitely. Um, so I think one of my goals has, has been to just really like focus on having, um, grace for myself in this pregnancy and really listening to my body, because I feel like I've learned so much more about that since my last pregnancy. My, uh, my son is three, who was my last one. So mm-hmm. I think that's been a huge goal for me. And that has looked like feeding myself well, trying to mm-hmm. keep my, you know, my stress balance, even though I have a pretty full life as a business owner and a mom and like, you know, family, all the things. Um, but that has been one of my big goals. And I feel like that has gone really well. And this has been, honestly my best pregnancy as far as like feeling good and not having a lot
0: of morning sickness and all those things. So that's one goal for sure. Like that. Um, okay. What's, um, one thing or something that motivates you? Hmm. That's interesting. You know, I feel like I've always been
1: very self-motivated. So my goals for myself have motivated me a lot, but after, um, after having kids, I think that just being a good example for them has always been a motivation to me because it's like, Oh, these, like these little guys are watching me all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that definitely motivates me. And then in my business, I think just knowing that women can have it so much better and that we're not told that that motivates me so much Mm -hmm. to keep going and keep helping people versus just, you know, those days where it does feel like a lot, um, right. You know? yeah, I love, I love being able to, to help my ladies feel so much better.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned earlier that you like your, um, your family likes to be outdoors. So what's one thing that you guys enjoy doing together outside? We've been doing a lot of swimming this summer.
1: I think that's been one of our favorite things or just taking Mm -hmm. walks. So, and I don't know how much you know about Oklahoma. It's, it's not the best like outdoorsy place. We don't have any mountains. We don't have a beach. We don't have anything <laughs> like that. So we do kind of boring things here as far as outside, but we
0: do like to take walks and we like to go mm-hmm. swimming. Awesome. I like that. And last, um, how do you end the day? So I always like
1: to do my best to like spend some time winding down. So one of my favorite things is just reading, honestly, or like taking a bath those are some of my favorite ways to mm-hmm. kind of like
0: relax and wind down for the day. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Leisha, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and again, congratulations. i um, so thank excited you. that you got another little baby coming. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, well, um, you always have a place to come back. You know, you can always come back and share with us here at glow up girls. So please don't be a stranger. Um, I hope the rest of the year is filled with blessings for you and your family um, as you prepare, you know, for your new baby and um, good luck. And thank you for coming again.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've loved chatting
0: with you. Awesome. Well, stay tuned, everyone. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra. Thanks again to Leisha for stopping by today and sharing a wealth of information with us as it relates to our cycle, our period, our hormones. I know that I certainly took a lot from today's conversation and will definitely use a lot of the nuggets she just dropped today to really help me and dealing with my own cycles <laughs> and how I look at the weeks in between the start, the first week, through the fourth week. So be sure to check the show notes because all the links to connect to Alicia on social and her website will be there for you. Also, feel free to follow Glow Up Girl on Instagram. We are Glow Up Girl. And also head over if you want to watch this episode. If you want to see us, go over to YouTube, search Glow Up Girl there. And then also be sure to subscribe to our channel. And um, if you are listening and you are on a platform that allows you to leave a review, we'd love for you to leave a review. Five stars are always welcome, my friends. (laughs) Lastly, Evolution is coming so if you have not registered yet please head over to glowupgirl.com backslash you volution and you can get registered there uvolution is our one day virtual summit that will happen on thursday october 28th and um it's going to start at 11 o'clock eastern standard time and it's going to be an amazing day for some great speakers, some great networking opportunities, and then also just a lot of education and some giveaways as well. Who doesn't love a good giveaway? Right? So head on over there and look, did I mention it's only $35? It's only $35 for you to Here, some amazing women who are going to be sharing of their time and giving you some great nuggets to help you get ready for 2022. So when I started thinking about this, I know that I'm personally, it's the time of the year where I'm starting to think about you know what am i going to focus on for 2022 what do i need to what do i need to start doing what do i need to stop doing what do i need to do more of and as i started to think about it for myself as a business owner really Thinking, you know, I'm probably not the only person who is experiencing this or who is about to head at that point of the year. You know, we get to Q4, we start to think about those things. So we at Glow Up Girl just want to be able to provide you with some resources and information to help you get excited and get focused for 2022. So with that being said, head on over there. Head on over there now. Glowupgirl.com backslash you-volution and get registered because you don't want to miss out, right? You don't. Thank you again for stopping in and joining us today and listening. It is so, 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 so very appreciated. And as always, before I go, I'd like to leave you with a little Glowspiration. Today's quote comes from Maya Angelou. When women take care of their health, They become their best friend. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Stay safe and take care, everyone.